You may be seated. Wonderful anointing of God's presence in this place tonight. Hallelujah. There's no one like Jesus. That song just really spoke to my heart. Doesn't matter what our friends' names are, or our mum and dad's names are, or the king's name is Jesus' name. There's no name like the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to preach a message tonight that uh, the Lord's been dealing with my heart for a little while. It's a little bit different, but we'll see where the Lord leads us. I'm going to preach to you on this subject, get rid of your comfort zone. Get rid of your comfort zone. The term comfort zone is a behavior state, a place where one feels safe or at ease. A comfort zone is like having the autopilot button on continually, like when you got hands, uh, when you got, uh, my brain's gone blank tonight. You love those times when you go to speaking, when you got cruise control on in the car. It's doing all the work for you. Sometimes when we get in our comfort zone, our comfort zones are, are leading us. We have no control over it until we do something about it. Most of us are not even aware of the fact that we are in this cage of mental conditioning called the comfort zone. Just as we're about to leave our comfort zone, we start to feel nervous and anxiety begins to build to the point your hands start to get sweaty, your knees are getting weak, and your heart begins to pound within your chest, and you get this weird feeling in your stomach. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Some of us, even me, may get this feeling from doing something new. Maybe taking a chance of social rejection, what people will say and think of us when we go to, to a, a venue or whatever it may be, when we go to a social gathering. Maybe going beyond your limits into something. Maybe stepping out in faith for the t first time, desiring to be used in the supernatural gifts of the Spirit. Or maybe just doing something that you don't usually do. If we're honest, we all have comfort zones that run our life in one way or another. But there are also situations in our lives today where our comfort zones and our fears are actually hindering us from doing the things we actually want to do for the kingdom of heaven's sake. There are lots of things that all of us would really like to do for God, but because they require us to get out of our comfort zone, we never get around to doing them. Lord Jesus, as we're in your presence tonight, I just pray, Lord, for everyone that is under the sound of my voice in this place. Lord, that you would speak to hearts tonight. Lord, you have called many to step up, oh God, to leave their comfort zone behind. And I pray tonight that you would speak to hearts, that you would um, remove uh, strongholds and, and pull down walls in people's lives and brothers and sisters' lives in this place tonight. And everybody said, Amen. If you've got your Bible, go to Matthew 24. This is a well-known portion of Scripture. So I'm speaking about get rid of your comfort zone. Matthew 14, verses 24 to 29. And it reads, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary or against them. 
And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is the Spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straight away, or immediately, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be though, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, Come. He didn't say anything else. He just said, Come. Come, Peter. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. In the preceding verses of our text, Jesus has just fed a great multitude with a handful of food. Not one of those that were following Jesus that day went without, but they were all filled. They were all satisfied with what they were fed from the miracle that God had performed to the point that they were also leftovers, enough to fill 12 baskets. I don't know about you, but that's amazing. I want to go shopping with Jesus. I only got to take a couple of fish and one loaf and he'll multiply it and it'll last me a whole lifetime. Save that much money. Amen? But that's the power of God in action. The feeding of the 5,000 is recorded in four Gospels. Matthew 14, Mark 6, Luke 9 and John 6. In the book of John, the Lord told his disciples to collect all the food that was left over so nothing be wasted. This is where we pick up our text back in Matthew 14:22 and straightway or immediately Jesus constrained or, or compelled his disciples to get into the ship and go before him unto the other side of the lake and he sent the multitudes away and when he had sent the multitudes away he went up into the mountain apart to pray and when the evening was come he was there alone but the ship was in the, the ship in which the disciples were in was now in the midst or in the middle of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. We read that the Lord commanded his disciples to get into the boat and to leave immediately for the other side of the lake without any delay. There seems to be some urgency in Jesus' request. Straight away, he, he, he compelled them. He, he said to them, get into the boat and go, set sail, and go to the other side of the lake. I believe that the Lord had prepared a great storm for his disciples that day. This was going to be a time of testing for his disciples. And this test could not happen until they were out on the open sea. Where they could not stand upon solid ground. Remember a third of Jesus' disciples were experienced commercial fishermen. Simon called Peter, Andrew, Peter's brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the son of Zebedee. They had to leave their comfort zone when Jesus called them. They had to leave all and follow Jesus. Are we ready to follow Jesus tonight? And I'm not saying you have to sell your house and, and do all those sorts of things. I'm trying to bring, bring a point across that we need to get rid of our comfort zones that we erect in our lives because that will hinder what God wants to do in our lives. I don't want anything to hinder what God wants to do in my life. Amen? These four men were used to or accustomed to being out on the open sea. This was their daily occupation. Maybe they had rowed across the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum many times before this account. 
but experienced fishermen also know that if there is a storm brewing or on the horizon, they will not set sail out onto the open sea. But experienced fishermen will wait until the storm passes and then set sail. Amen? Maybe this is why the Lord compelled them to get into the boat immediately and to leave without any delay. As the disciples began to row towards Capernaum, the land of Galilee became dimmer and dimmer until it eventually disappeared under the cover of darkness. The disciples were now in the middle of the sea by this time, according to Mark's gospel, and Jesus was still not with them, but he was still on the land alone. The Sea of Galilee is about 13 kilometers across, so the middle would make it roughly six and a half kilometers, if my maths is right, which I think it is. No comment. Amen. So six and a half kilometers away from the seashore of Galilee. I've been out in the ocean during the time up in Geraldton with my brother-in-law's boat. We've gone out so far that we've looked back towards the land and it's disappeared. It's disappeared. It's disappeared. All you see is water in every direction. I don't know about you, but I just hope, and I was praying out there that my brother-in-law could bring me back to land safely. Lord Jesus, please. In those days, in the disciples' days, there wasn't any GPS satellite navigation systems. There were just the stars above and the sun during the time to guide them on their journey. But in the middle of the night and in the middle of the sea, at night in a rowboat and being that far from land is a completely different story. I would like, I would not like to be there in in their place, especially when a great storm is heading in your direction. Mark states that Jesus saw his disciples rowing and struggling against the waves that were beating against the boat. Remember, Jesus was still not with them at this point, but he was still on the land by himself. Yet he saw his disciples out in the middle of the lake. I want to tell and encourage someone tonight, Jesus sees your struggle. Regardless on how black the night might be and whatever storm is raging in your life today, Jesus can see you right now. Amen. Praise God. Six and a half kilometers out and Jesus was still on the land and he saw his disciples in the boat toying and struggling against the waves, beating against the boat. God, we serve an all-sufficient Savior. We serve a God that is so powerful, so mighty, and he knows every situation that you're in tonight. The question I have for you is this. Why didn't Jesus come to their rescue straight away? Even though he could see them rowing and fighting against the great storm that had arisen. Just picture this for a minute. These guys are in the middle of the sea. It's pitch black. There's no stars. The waves are crashing against the boat. There ain't no outboard motor in that day. To start it up and then to get you out of trouble. But you had to endure the storm. You had to keep the nose of the boat headed straight out the storm. If you turned to the left, it would roll the boat over. You had to go straight into the storm. 
And we can't turn our backs on a storm. We cannot turn our backs on a storm, but we must walk through it. We must be confident that we have our God with us, holding our hand and walking with us. God is with us. You can imagine the wind is howling and blowing strongly against the disciples. And Jesus is just sitting on the island like nothing was happening. He was just watching them. It was like a, you know, he was watching a, a movie or something. He's just watching his disciples, watching what they would do. Would they pray and cry out to the Lord? Or would they harden their hearts and just say, oh, we, you know, we're going to be lost, we're going to perish, let's just give up now and, and jump into the water and die. But Jesus was watching them, seeing what they would do. And God is watching us, he's, he's wanting us to cry out to him. He's our heavenly father. He knows your struggle, he knows where you're at right now. I have a word for someone, Jesus is in control. You're not going to perish. It's not time to bail out of the ship tonight. It's time to hang on. It may be a bit bumpy, but it will come through. You will come through. His eye is upon you, just as it was upon the disciples. If he could see straight through that storm, he can see you. I want to encourage you. Don't give up. Just keep serving Jesus. Keep getting to the house of God. Keep praying. Keep reading. Keep giving yourself to God in fasting and prayers continually. Rejoice in the Lord your God daily. He is sufficient. He's not going to leave you half done. The Word says that He that has started a good thing in you will complete it. You can rest assured that God loves you. He, he knows that the, the beginning, as we always talk about, the beginning to the end. Like Brother Woodward was saying, that he was outside of eternity looking back. Don't give up, church. I want to encourage a brother or a sister in this place tonight. To, I know the Holy Ghost is speaking to hearts. Jesus came to his disciples in the fourth watch of the night, walking on the water in the middle of the storm like nothing was wrong. The fourth watch of the night would put the time between 3 a.m. and 6 p.m. Uh, 6 a.m. Sorry, but why is it that the Lord waited so long to see their come to their rescue? Why didn't He come straight away when He saw them? We don't read anywhere in the Gospels that the disciples cried out for help. We only read that they cried out for help when they actually saw Jesus walking on the water because they thought he was a spirit. Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. That's just what the Word of God tells us. But I know if I was in that situation, I would be calling on the name of Jesus. No other name like Jesus. Some of us here right now in the middle of the sea, maybe there is someone here that is in the fourth watch of the night and it seems like there is no one out there that can help you be of good cheer your god walks on water jesus is not limited to the elements of this earth but he speaks to them and they obey be of good cheer he said be of good cheer it is i i want to encourage someone tonight don't give up it's not time to pack up and go home it's time to keep your keep focused and keep walking with God daily. Amen.
Psalms 55, 22 says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast all your cares upon the Lord. Not just some, but everything. If you're only casting a little bit, you're actually hindering your walk with God. You're saying, God, you can deal with these problems, but you can't deal with these. Cast all your care upon the Lord and He will sustain you. He will give you what is needed to bring you through the storm of life. It's not time to give up, church. God's coming back soon and we need to be ready. Don't grow weary in well-doing. It's now, it's time to hold on. Then we come to the most preached about part of this chapter. Peter says, Lord, in Matthew 14, 28, if it be though, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, come. Notice Jesus didn't reply to Peter's request by saying, Peter, you know that no man has ever walked on the water before. He didn't say that. Neither did Jesus command Peter to get out of the boat, but simply said, come. It was up to Peter to get out of the boat It was up to Peter to get out of his comfort zone. Comfort zone. I'm preaching to you on this subject. Get rid of your comfort zone. Stay with me. We're going to get somewhere. Something that was supposed to be a physical element became a spiritual element. Something supernatural happened to the water. It still looked like water from the very top of the boat's edge. But something happened when the fisherman's foot touched the water every step peter took was incredible maybe the rest of the disciples were still in their comfort zone being in the boat they had forgotten about the previous miracle that he had that jesus had done by feeding the multitude they forgot that the miracle was still in the boat with them and sometimes we forget the miracle that we have within us We have the power of the Holy Ghost. Something that was supposed to be impossible for man to do just became possible by the power of God. Peter got out of the boat. He got out of his comfort zone and took the first step of faith. It takes faith to get out of a boat and try to step out on water. Don't know about you, but yeah. It takes a measure of faith to go yep i'm gonna step out onto that whatever and the waves are crashing it's dark outside but yet they could still see jesus because he is the light of the world there was light there because jesus was there we hear it preached over again and again what if what if all the disciples got out of the boat but my message is not about peter walking on the water but my message is get rid of your comfort zone Many of us, including me, if we are honest with ourselves, are still hanging on to the old wooden boat that we have always clinged on to all the days of our life. We really want something and want to do something for God, but we are not, not willing to get rid of the boat and our comfort zones first. Are you with me? Some of us, including me again, because this includes me, We all have comfort zones. We all have something that we hold. We like to get into that place where we feel safe and at ease. 
are constantly saying within our hearts, Lord, if it be thee, bid me to come on to you on the water. But then we harden our hearts because our comfort zones take over and we refuse to hear the word from our master, come. But Peter got out of his comfort zone and took the first step. Is there someone here that is willing to take the first step tonight? And then Jesus will help you take the second step. But it's up to us first to step out of the boat. The other 11 disciples had a chance to get out of the boat also, but they were still more interested in staying in the boat rather than getting out of it. They made that boat their comfort zone because they felt safe and at ease in it. But when we walk with Jesus, we need to know that Jesus is our shepherd. He is our protection. He is the one that takes care of us regardless of any situation, regardless if there's a storm brewing on the horizon. He will not let your foot slip, but he will hold you in place on the path in which he has put you upon. Amen. Will somebody answer the call of God tonight? When Jesus says, come, or, or will you be like the other 11 that made the boat their comfort zone? I want to get rid of the boat. I would prefer to burn the boat and stay out there with Jesus. Because the boat's not going to last forever. You hear me? The boat's not going to last forever. None of us will ever know the fullness of God's will in our lives if we are not willing to step out of our comfort zone first and leave the boat behind. Jesus, in conclusion, allowed his disciples to see the miracle of the loaves and fishes that they, and, and they collected all that was left over and then told them to set sail over the other side of the lake. Jesus then watched them as they struggled and rode against the storm He knew their situation. He saw their fear for their lives. Yet he did not come to their rescue straight away, but waited until the storm was fully raging. It doesn't matter where you are, brothers and sisters. God knows exactly where you are. He sees you in the middle of your storm. Jesus is waiting for someone to take the first step and he will help you make the second and the third and so on and so on. But we must get out of our boats just as Peter did. He had to get out of his comfort zone and take the first step of faith. Maybe you have been praying and seeking God after the Lord for so long and want to know what the will of God is for your life. But there has been no response for so long to the prayer in which you cry out to Amen. God is so good. You know, I could, I could stand here and testify of, of what God's done in my life. I had lots of comfort zones when I first came to the Lord some 14 years ago. I used to hide in them all the time. But I had to get rid of my comfort zones eventually if I wanted to do something for God. Because we can't lean upon our own understanding. But we need to acknowledge Him in all His ways and He will direct our paths. If we take our own understanding and, and, and put it into, try to put it into uh, perspective, it won't take us anywhere. It will take us around and round and round. 
But we need to change from glory to glory. We need to be changed from who we were to what He wants us to be. And the only way we can be changed is to get rid of our comfort zones and allow the Holy Ghost to change us. Maybe there's been no response to the prayer that you've cried out for many years. Ever thought that it is not the fourth watch yet? And it's not the right time yet? The hour has come for somebody tonight in this place. Because there is one coming towards you. But will you get out of the boat and come when he says come? Or will you stay in your comfort zone tonight? Here's something to consider. The boat that the disciples were in on the lake floats on top of the water. But Jesus, our Heavenly Father, our Savior, the Creator of all things, walks on top of the water. Which will you choose to hold on to when you're in the middle of the sea and the storm is raging? The wood that the boat was made of was made by God anyway because all things were made by Him. Eventually, it will rot and sink to the bottom of the lake. Will you still choose to hold on to the boat and go down with it? The nails are made of iron. Eventually, they will rust through and also sink to the bottom of the lake. Will you still hold on to the boat and go down with it? The boat, my friends, is temporal. Eventually, the wood will rot and the nails will rust. Get rid of your comfort zone tonight. Not one of us can stay in this boat forever. Eventually the boat will sink to the bottom of the lake and all will be lost. I don't want to perish in the boat. I want to hold on to Jesus. I want to hold on to Jesus. Whatever's holding me back from serving God tonight, I want to get rid of it. That is a comfort zone. Maybe you haven't spoken in tongues for a little while. And you're not too sure how to, how to rekindle the fire within your heart. You need to get on your knees and pray and get that out of your heart. That's a comfort zone that you're relying on. Maybe, maybe you've been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Something needs to happen within your heart because that's not in the Word of God. They're titles. The only saving name is Jesus. And if you're still struggling with that, that, that concept, you need to pray and ask the Lord to speak to your heart and help you get that stronghold, get that comfort zone out of your life because that's not going to save you, the Father, the names of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Because if you're worshipping the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, you're worshipping idols. There's only one God, and His name is Jesus. If you've got that stronghold, if you've got that name applied to your life in baptism, you've got to get it out. You've got to get it out. You've got to get rid of your comfort zone tonight, church. God's coming back shortly and you need to be ready. You need to make sure your house is in order. The story of Jonah. Is a, is, a, is a wonderful example. This man was, was called by God. He was told to go to the city of Nineveh and preach against it. But this man had other ideas. He wanted to run away and hide and go into the bottom of the ship. 
But the Lord sent a great storm against that, 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 that ship. And eventually that Jonah had to come out, out of the ship and he had to stand up the top because the master of the ship had called and wanted to know who had brought this, this danger upon them. What did Jonah say? He said, cast me. Cast me into the water. He knew he had to get out of that comfort zone. He had to fulfill the will of God in his life. He, he, he said, cast me into the water. And what happened when he got out of his comfort zone? He preached against Nineveh. And many people were spared because of his preaching. Church, if God is, 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 is knocking on your door of your heart, and He's wanting you to do something for Him. Don't harden your heart against God. But say, God, here am I. I don't want that comfort zone of when you go up and you want to witness to somebody, like, you know, you're talking to someone and you, you don't know what to say. Just allow God to use you. Get rid of that comfort zone. Who cares what they say to you? If they reject you, they rejected Jesus first. But we need to get rid of our comfort zones in our life. It will hinder what God wants to do in your life as a church and as an individual and as a brother and sister of the Lord. Let's stand. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, if it be though, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, come. Is there anybody here tonight that is willing to get out of their boat and lay aside their comfort zone for Jesus?